Hi, I'm Mina Savari, and you're listening to the Harb Squad Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. This is episode number 293, where tonight we are going to be talking about 1998's The Faculty in honor of Back to School Week. I know it's happening. I'm sorry for our younger listeners and for our older listeners, the parents. Yippee, I suppose, for most of you. I am Joe. This uh, We also have Steve. Todd will be coming on. A little bit later so don't worry we are not toddless tonight he will be coming along very shortly but steve what's up man halloween horror nights fastly approaching for you are you ready uh yeah i mean yeah i'm super ready i'm just so like over not you know going on vacation i, I just can't wait to do something horror and be among the fog so i'm going in a week from today so i'm pretty excited it's going to be a great time and uh you went to an event this weekend right so how was that i did i did i, w- I wanted to ask you real quick though what oh, yeah. is your most anticipated ip house and then most anticipated original house so whew, that that's a tough one for ip i'm gonna say probably stranger things because i think vecna's lair is gonna be fucking awesome and i have a feeling they're gonna put the most money into that house and so I think it could be something really, really special. Uh, I'm pretty psyched about The Last of Us as well, because that's a really cool world. And if they realize that properly, I think it could be awesome. And who knows with The Exorcist, because I haven't seen it. So it could be cool. Exorcist, the original, was one of my favorite houses ever. So maybe The Exorcist uh, Believer will be cool as well. So yeah, those are probably IP. But if I had to pick one, I'd say Stranger Things. As far as non-IP, I would go with Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins, which is kind of the theme for this year. He seems to be like an oddities collector, and he does like crazy shit. So I, I feel there's going to be some weird shit in that house, and I I like that. So we'll see uh, what happens. But it's a strong year. I like, I'm very happy with the lineup this year. And I just heard recently a rumor, I don't know if this is confirmed, that not only will they have their regular... Houses, scare zones, and IPs and all that stuff. But they're also going to have, they're calling them roaming hordes. So they're, these are hordes of different things that are going to just happen within the park. You have Death Eaters in the Harry Potter section, which is going to be pretty cool. You have a roaming horde of Megans that are apparently going to show up and just like walk down the street. And you might bump into David-esque pumpkins (laughs) at certain points in the park as well. So. I think that's really cool. So I'm really looking forward to it. So I, I'll talk about it on episode like 295 in like two, three weeks. <laughs> and I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I'm pretty bummed I'm not going, but hopefully make it back next year. It is a really good lineup this year. So can't wait to hear the full rundown when you do come back from that. As far as my event, yeah, uh, Sam and I headed out to New Jersey. She was invited as a guest to Party City's kickoff to Halloween event. Uh, We went to their flagship store, which was in Rockaway, New Jersey. So it was about four hours away from us. And yeah, I mean, I gotta say Party City really did it up, man. Yeah, is they really have stepped up their game, I would say, on Halloween decor and animatronics. They are really trying to, I think, rival spirit in a lot of ways now. 
And yeah, so we got we got there. They gave us like free costumes to wear. So I wore like a little skeleton outfit. Sam did like a little witch outfit. And yeah, I mean, they, they fucking did it up, man. Open bar for the whole night and free food. And they gave Sam like this really cool goodie bag with a whole bunch of stuff in it. And then they let us go into the store and uh, they gave Sam like a gift card so she could do like a little shopping spree. And yeah, I'm so if you want to see like sort of what Party City has this year, you can head over to Sam's Instagram at Halloween Happy. And she did like a 30 minute video, sort of a whole walkthrough of the entire event. And man, I got to say their animatronics this year were real. Their Leatherface blows, I think, every other Leatherface animatronic out of the water, like compared to Spirits. And I think Lowe's did one as well. But Party Cities looks legit. Like the face on it, like is looks like identical. It doesn't look cheap at all. You know, the bodies on animatronics are always sort of to be desired, but the face is really what you want on that thing and it looks awesome and the chainsaw he does like go kind of up and down it looks really fucking cool they also did a creeper creep show which i thought was really cool it is the new creeper from the television series but it still looks really awesome because you really don't see a lot of creep show merchandise so for them to do like a full-size creeper animatronic i thought was really cool and he's fairly priced at at 248 which isn't too bad for something like that i leatherface was sold out I, I went to them. I was like, I want to buy this leather face and he was completely sold out. So I put my name on the wait list for around here. So they are supposed to contact me once Leatherface becomes available. So we will see about that. But yeah, overall, they had a lot of great stuff. Like they have trick or treat studios, masks and stuff like that. And just a lot of great stuff this year. I was very impressed um, with their whole setup. So yeah, good, good job. Party city. Awesome. Have you picked up anything Halloween related yet this year or uh, are you still kind of eyeing stuff? Yeah, I'm still no, not yet. I mean, mainly I'm mainly out of room, you know, in this <laughs> apartment. So I'm very particular now on what I'm picking up. And even like I really want that Leatherface animatronic. And I told Sam, I was like, I'll just have to put it in storage until we move and find a place. But I really do want to get that because I mean, I got a full size Michael and I got a full size Jason. So I would love to add Leatherface and Freddy. To sort of do the the you know the quad trinity there of slashers, so I would love to do that. So we'll see. Yeah, and then we went and saw Strays over the weekend as well, non horror wise. <laughs> but the best part of that was is that they played the Exorcist trailer in front of it, and people were like losing their shit because like we, you know you're going to see like this movie about dogs like like adult like a adult dog movie and they play and like someone was like am i in the right theater and like people were like disturbed and shit like that it was so funny but i gotta say the more touch that trailer the more pumped i actually am for that movie i am actually very excited about it as far as strays goes one one and done one and done for strays <laughs> oh that's awesome uh really cool and uh, I just have to mention this because last week we did have our movie night over on our Discord and it was a great time. We watched Maximum Overdrive, which is, I believe, Stephen King's only directed film. I, I, I might be wrong. He might direct something else, but I think that's at least his most famous one. So he both wrote and directed that one. And we had a great time. What a wild fucking movie. I'm not going to have on my watch because I have other stuff, but uh, yeah, definitely one to watch. It's It's, it's a good one. So thank you, everyone, and I look forward to doing it again every last Friday of the month. So the next one will be uh, sometime in late September. And we got Todd coming in right before the new segment. Todd, how's it Oof. going? Anything new? Just in, just in time for my cup of joe. <laughs> uh, is anything new? No, just a lot of sports. 
normal shit like that. Going to the gym. Happy to report. I think we I have to wake up at five thirty every morning for the kids because they have to get on the bus at six thirty eight, which is un- ungodly time to start <laughs> school, which is stupid as hell. But anyway, I'm like, either I go to work where no one's going to be there because it's like a very relaxed office, or I go back to bed, which is stupid, or go to the gym. So going to the gym two weeks strong, feeling good, and that's all I got to report. All right, that's awesome. So how about we spill a little tea? Oh, you want the tea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't serve tea. Nope. Instead, you get a cup of Joe. And now here's Joe with the news. All righty. Thank you so much, Chuck. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen, your cup of Joe for the week. Let's start off with the sad news. I'm no longer ending with the sad news. I'm starting with the sad news. And unfortunately, I am here to report that we have lost one of us. This week, a fellow horror fan, but most widely known as WWE superstar Bray Wyatt, passed away at the very young age of 36. I would liken him to sort of a modern-day Undertaker in a lot of ways. Um, He was known for his creepy entrances and creepy sort of promos he would cut. And also, most notably, horror-related Tom Savini was the one that created a lot of his uh, masks that he would wear to and wrestle in the ring to. So, yeah, I haven't heard. Have they released Steve? You being the big wrestling guy, have they released uh, his cause of death yet? Yeah, so apparently he had COVID, and from complications from that, he suffered a heart attack. So official cause of death, I think, yeah. was a heart attack. Tragic, yeah, absolutely tragic. So I know, I mean, he was one of the biggest, you know, wrestling superstars today so yeah it was a very shocking news and um thoughts and prayers to him and his family yeah but w uh bray wyatt dead at 36 all right it's always hard to transition from that but next bit of news here is some info on i know you guys have heard about it this supposed 13 ghost tv series that is supposedly in development well is it going to happen is it not going to happen is it all just a rumor well, Bloody Disgusting, credit to them, they tried to get to the bottom of it. They reached out to a lot of people. And from what we have heard, what we are hearing is it is being talked about. But what is messing things up right now, of course, the strike. The actor's strike is uh, really messing things up right now. Apparently, they went to Sony. Currently, so the big sticking point also is that Sony and Dark Castle both own different rights to 13 ghosts and in order for this tv series to happen dark castle is going to have to strike a deal with sony to uh, acquire the rest of the rights or just team up together on it so as of right now it is in development now whether it's actually going to happen or not it's very questionable at this point in time. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be awesome for it to happen, but do you got what do you guys think is it do you want to see a rehash? Do you want to see a TV series of 13 Ghosts? Not really. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm I feel, mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I I know. <laughs> like I don't care. So, I don't know. It's just there's so many other things they can do. I don't know if this story necessarily needs a new one. If they do it, I'll probably watch it, but I'm not particularly psyched about it. Right. I'll, I'll be the differing voice. I think it could be really awesome because I think the TV, I, mean, I think the movie had a, left a lot to be desired. You know, it wasn't great. And I think 
there's so much to explore with those 13 ghosts. And also, I read in this TV series, they really want to explore the machine that sort of, you know, creates them. So, I yeah, I mean, I think it could be a really awesome show. Would I rather see a movie? Probably. I think stretching it into a TV series probably isn't necessary. Yeah, I think, like, put it in the right hand. You know, you put it on sci-fi. I'm not as excited, but you put it on something like HBO, somewhere where they could really dig their teeth in and give you the gore and stuff like that. It could be really awesome. So we'll see. Speaking of sci-fi, Chucky is returning. Chucky season three will premiere on October 4th. You know, season two, eh, I mean, it got better as uh, the season, I think, progressed. But did, did you either of you guys finish? Am I the only one that finished season two? I did. Yeah, you did. Was, What'd you think the, of it? The last like two or three episodes were pretty good, but mm-hmm. oof, man, it was a rough road to get to those couple last episodes. It, I think my gripe with it is that the story just went in a totally different way from season one. You know, it just all of a sudden they're like in a another school, and it's just like this whole weird setup for season two that I just didn't understand, and I, it took a long time to kind of recover from that initial. What the fuck? <laughs> but it, it did end well. So hopefully season three, they kind of get what works and what doesn't. Alrighty. Well, we'll see how season three does. Check it out coming in October. All right. Calling all John Carpenter fans. Fathom Events is doing a very special John Carpenter event. So you can check out. They will be screening They Live on September 3rd and September 6th, followed by the following week, Christine on September 10th and 13th. So if you want to see either of those Carpenter classics on the big screen, head over to Fathom Events for your tickets. I think, Todd, you picked up tickets for They Live, was it? I did. I'm doing They Live, Christine, and The Exorcist. Nice. Exorcist is out in October on the same site, Fathom Events. So check it out. Very nice. Which I think is associated with AMC theaters, if I'm not um, mistaken. Cinemark. Cinemark. Okay, around here is AMC. At least so. that's where I'm going. So maybe okay, it's- Cinemark, AMC. So just check out Fathom Events and see if it's playing at theaters around you. All righty. Next bit of news here is Halloween season is fastly approaching, which means all the goodies are coming, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Peacock just announced a massive Halloween lineup. They will be dumping over 100 horror movies to their streaming platform this September, I won't go over the whole list, but head to peacock.com. But you got some really good ones in here. You got like pretty much the whole Amityville series, a lot of the Chucky series. You got Ghostbusters. Pretty you got good um, ones, Joe. All the Amityville <laughs> movies. Yeah, all, all like 38 of them. <laughs> That's what, yeah, they got 45% of their movies just on yeah, the exactly. franchise. Does it have Amityville you, Karens? Amityville Am- Am- have- Death Toilet, which I just watched like last week. <laughs> no. You're, you have the actual good ones. So okay. you got like Amityville 2, Amityville 3, Amityville The Awakening, which came out last year, which eh, I don't okay. remember if I like that or not. I already forget. But you get, I mean, there's going to be a, a, so much good here. You get, you know, a lot of the Chucky franchise. You get a lot of the Halloween franchise, Grudge series, oh, a lot of Psycho, the entire Psycho uh, franchise also on here as well, including the beloved remake. So as well as the whole Saw series, Saw one through all the way to the final chapter. So yeah, if you uh, if you are not uh, into the Peacock, might be you know 
subscribe for a month and you can watch a ton or two months and you can watch a shitload of horror over there. It's speaking of Halloween goodies, I was at the grocery store and I oh. ran into the orange filled Oreos, yes. which I could not find last year. There must have been like an orange dye shortage or some bullshit. <laughs> but I am like super pumped about that. So I need to go grab some. Yeah. Halloween like supermarket food is always like so cool. Like see I love every time I see the cereal monster like stuff finally popping up and stuff it gets me so and the, Count yeah. and just pure fact the orange oreos are the best oreos fact 100 yeah 100%. scientifically proven yeah not just in your head all right well i know halloween season's right around the corner but perhaps something to look forward to for christmas season especially steve werewolf santa ladies and gentlemen will be howling it's into theaters this christmas just in time it is slated to be released november 2023 the film uh, the film centers on santa claus who turns into a werewolf on christmas eve and wreaks havoc in a small seaside town with a local youtuber setting off an adventure to save christmas from this new threat all right i i liked oh, it up until the new yeah you lost me once i got the local youtuber no. setting. <laughs> that's not all right but you know it's probably dead stream was great. Dead stream was good. Yeah. Sissy was good. Influencer was not bad. Like it doesn't mean necessarily that's going to be bad. You know. So who knows? I love that one with uh, Amy, Army. With... That girl. Damn it. Joke uh, ruined. Uh, yeah, no, uh, What's it fucking called? Nine one one. I don't know what it's called anymore. Oh, Spree. Is that no, the one no. with the girl uh, Annie. Uh, Oh, crazy. Oh. Yeah, fuck no. Dash cam. <laughs> Dash, Dash cam. cam. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you almost had it. <laughs> I was, yeah. Deep rapper. I'm not going to be too sharp on the trivia. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe something to cover around Christmas time. I think that could be a fun one. So we'll see. No, um, it doesn't say whether it's going to get a theater release. I assume probably not. Probably a VOD release. But who knows? Slaughterhouse is getting a theater release. So you never know these days, ladies and gentlemen. And good reviews. All right, and then. I don't know if you heard that, but uh, the house is getting good reviews. They're, they're getting. I've seen a lot of like seven eights out of ten. So really, yeah, I'm surprised. It's pretty good. They said right. the only issue is that it it maybe needed more gore, but outside of that, apparently we're we're looking at a new horror icon from what I hear. So I'm pretty psyched about it. Not psyched enough to see it in theaters, but yes. psyched to watch it on the <laughs> yeah, VOD. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so the last piece of news here is. Halloween season, ladies and gentlemen, we're in it. We're pretty much in it now. We're into September, and I think when this episode releases, are we into September? I we're just about into September. Yes. All right. So here we are. We're into September. It is the beauty of Halloween season. So let's go over some of the movies to look forward to this Halloween season as it fastly approaches. The number one I wanted to mention, which I haven't seen a trailer for yet, but for you R.L. Stein lovers. We have an adaptation coming out called Zombie Town. The reason I bring this up is because it stars Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, of all people. So I, you know, uh, that immediately piqued my interest. So yeah, definitely gonna. It says uh, in the movie, the duo, which is Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, must track down an infamous filmmaker and navigate a town of hungry zombies to break the curse before it's too late. Could be really fun. So we'll see. This one I I had to throw on there because it's called the movie is called Good Boy, and what the movie is is about a man who acts like a pet dog, 
and goes on a killing spree. And I don't know if you can see, I can try to show Stephen Todd here, but this is the image. I like it. <laughs> it looks quite. It looks quite haunting. <laughs> so that is, I think, one that uh, you might want to put on your radar. Also coming out, of course, the highly anticipated for Steve, The Nun Two, will be hitting theaters September eighth, which we are going to be covering on the podcast. Also, here's one I think that looks really cool, and I actually saw a poster for it when I was in the theaters. Is a movie called uh, Satanic Hispanics. And it releases in theaters on September 14th. This is actually a horror anthology movie. And the reason I bring it up is Eduardo Sanchez is actually one of the directors attached to doing one of these movies. As well as Demian Rugna, who did a movie Todd loved, which was Terrified. I know you were a big big fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Alejandro Bruges, who did One of the Dead, which was another good one. So a lot of really good latin filmmakers are going to be doing this movie so that is definitely one i think that could be really cool yeah yeah absolutely uh another one i think that could be really fun elevator game releasing september 15th uh that one you know based on the infamous sort of you know press the buttons on the elevator elevator opens and you're supposed to see sort of a ghost i don't know if you guys know that sort of urban legend thing but i think that one could be potentially fun one that i am really excited about it lives inside i don't know if you guys have seen a trailer for this one but that one looks really cool it's about sort of a girl that kind of welcomes like a demon in and it looks like it could be really creepy and what else do we got here saw x of course september 29th highly anticipated on that one as well i know we will definitely be covering that one here's one we haven't really talked about pet cemetery bloodlines october 6th will be hitting paramount plus that one is going to be a straight this one is going to be a prequel of the original pet cemetery so we will see about that one also vhs 1985 will be hitting shutter on yeah will be hit uh hitting october 6th over on shutter so check that one out also exorcist believer october 13th in theaters that is one i know for sure we will also definitely be covering and then five nights at freddy's hits halloween weekend on october 27th so there it is a little you know this year hasn't been great for horror so far but maybe some stuff to look forward to coming up for halloween season and that is it ladies and gentlemen that is your cup of joe for this week awesome well watch yeah, well watched. I do got something. Um, I went and saw Coraline the other week. Sam and I, yeah, so Sam was invited to, uh, well, she got free passes to go to a screening of Coraline. She has seen it. I had never seen it before, so I was pretty interested to see what it was going to be. Coraline, it was for some sort of anniversary. Coraline put out by Leica, I believe is the company, who does a lot of uh, stop motion animation. And yeah, so this one is about is about a young girl who, you know, she's kind of, I guess, bored with her life. And, you know, her parents are kind of aren't really paying attention to her and stuff like that. She's moved into this new apartment building and she finds a door. And one night the door sort of opens and she enters into an alternate universe where it's her parents and like everything looks exactly the same, except everyone has buttons for eyes. But they seem like the perfect other mother. Yes, the other mother, yes. So everything seems really perfect in this alternate universe, but things also seem a little off. 
and she starts to realize maybe it ain't as perfect as she once realized. And I'll leave it at that for those who maybe who haven't seen it. Yeah, I ended up really enjoying this one. It was surprisingly really dark for a children's movie. There is like some legitimately like scary things in here for young children. Like, and there's also like a lot of adult humor as well. Like there's one point where like, there's a woman who's like almost completely naked and pasties and she has boobs that are like, like uh, enormous. And I was like, wow, we're, this is uh pretty risque for a movie. But I, I mean, I, I am a sucker for stop motion just the, and man, like we going to this special screening, they did, you know, featurettes before and after the movie of just like all the work it took to do all the stop motion stuff. And it was, it was really impressive. And it made me appreciate the movie even more. This is one I definitely would add to my sort of Halloween time rotation. It was really good. It has like a lot of sort of heart in it as well towards the end, but yeah, a, a great movie. I give it four out of five. Really enjoyed it. Nice. My first one is a 2023 film that I watched over on Tubi, and it's called The Head Mistress. So this is a story of a group of people who go to a um, this like giant house that used to be a school, I believe, and they're trying to evaluate if it's worth purchasing and like kind of make an investment out of that property. It's really deep into the woods, so they're like far away from civilization and they agree to kind of check out the house for two hours and then leave and make a decision on whether or not to buy it. But of course there's a dark history at this location. And as they're looking through the house, they start unraveling uh, mysteries as to what happened there. And there are kind of these ghost type figures that start appearing uh, when they go back to the car to leave the car is gone. So they're stuck at the property for at least one night. And that's when shit really goes down. Uh, this is a very low budget film. So don't expect too much out of this. And I was kind of expecting the worst. But honestly, it's actually not too bad. Uh, it does feel a little bit long at times. And the editing needed to be tightened a little bit. And the acting was kind of hit and miss. A lot of the stuff that you regularly get for uh, low budget movies. But I was really into the mystery the location is really cool. It was all shot in this actual like giant house, which was really cool. And it was fun to explore with the characters. The effects are actually pretty good. The scares are decent. Uh, this was better than I expected. So if you're looking for kind of a 2023 ghost film, there haven't been too many this year. And you go in with kind of low expectations because it is a very low budget film. I would recommend this one. I gave it two stars out of five. That is The Headmistress. You got another one, Joe? Very nice. I do. I have a 2020-23 release that you can check out VOD. It just released recently, so it is going to cost you a little bit of money. But this one is called Cobweb. I had seen a lot of people talking about this one, so I wanted to check it out. Plus, the poster art was kind of interesting to me. This one stars Lizzie Kaplan, who horror fans might know from Cloverfield and non-horror fans might know from Mean Girls, among other things. And it also stars Anthony Starr. Homelander himself. So this one is about a young... I see Todd perked up there. Uh, this one is about a young eight-year-old boy named Peter. They, I think they've moved into sort of a new house. I'm not 100% sure if it's a new house or not, but it's like it has a really cool aesthetic to it, like this very like sort of gothic-style house. And he starts hearing tapping on the walls at night. And then he starts hearing voices in the wall. Uh, his parents kind of say, you know, it, you're, it's all in your head, you know, whatnot. 
And his parents also seem a bit off as well. But, you know, you really can't put your finger on it. And then the little girl starts talking in the wall saying, you know, help me, help me. Like, I'm your sister. And I'll just leave it at that because, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. This movie, like I said, the movie, it, it has a great atmosphere. It's set around Halloween time. So it has like that that great sort of Halloween aesthetic. You know, you have kids carving pumpkins in the school. You have the whole, their whole backyard is actually one big pumpkin patch as well, which does play into the story. But yeah, so it has the, the great sort of Halloween aesthetic I love to see. Also very good cinematography and Great acting as well. I really love the parent. Kapling and Anthony Starr give great performances here as sort of the the creepy prince. I was the first two thirds of this movie. I was totally in on. I was like, this is potential to be a top ten contender. But unfortunately, it it lost me in the final act when everything sort of they try to put everything together. The reveal of what's in the wall ends up coming off goofy rather than terrifying and that's all because of cgi unfortunately cgi just ruined it i wish they went you know practical but they did not and it just it just it just didn't come off scary it just like really like came off more laughing rather than terrified so it was disappointing however i still think it's a decent watch especially for like october this year a definitely a decent like Halloween time watch, not something that's going to make my top 10 though, unfortunately. So I give it a three out of five. Yeah. I'm psyched for that one anyway. Uh, unfortunate that it doesn't kind of end well, but still going to check it out uh, soon, I think. So my final one is also a 2023 film. I watched this one over on Shudder and it's a Spanish film by the name of the communion girl. So the communion girl is about a family and they're going to the kind of youngest daughter's communion. And once they're there, there's a woman who's looking for a little girl that she can't find and they they don't know where she is. And the family's like, I we've never heard of her. Sorry, I don't know. So they just kind of leave it at that and they go home. And the eldest daughter, she's like a partier. You know, she goes out with her friends, takes a little bit of drugs, meets some sketchy guys there and they're on their way home. And they see like a white figure go across the road in the woods. So they almost crash the car. The The eldest daughter gets out of the car thinking it might be the lost communion girl from earlier in the film. And she goes into the woods and finds this creepy kind of doll that uh, that's there. That they're, Apparently it's a Spanish thing where communion girls have like a doll that they get. And it's like a tradition there. So she takes the doll home and suddenly she starts seeing that she has these weird kind of burn marks or scars on her body that she doesn't know where it came from. She talks to her friend who was in the car and she's also starting to get the same type of marks. And she hears about a legend where if you cross uh, a white figure in the woods, then you are kind of going to be haunted by that figure until it drives you insane and you kill yourself. And that's kind of what the story is. It's a race of them trying to figure out what's going on, how they can stop it, kind of an investigation horror type thing before it's too late and the figure uh, that's haunting them, you know, leads them to kill themselves. I get strong vibes of La Llorona and The Ring in this movie, both in the way that it's presented, uh, the way that the kind of uh, demons or ghosts look, and I really dug it. 
it, it's actually a really good film. There's some really good scares in it. There's some great practical effects. There are some, unfortunately, a couple of bad CGI effects as well. But I was really into it. I love investigation horror. I love folklore from other countries. You know, like you hear a lot of the kind of North American folklore, but to see one from Spain was cool because I didn't really know that story, even though it's a kind of a story that we've heard a million times in different variations, you know, the figure that crosses you in the woods. And I thought it was a good take on that. And I was kind of almost going to be give it a four out of five because I did really enjoy it. But after the end, which I loved, there's like a end to the end, like a little add on to the end, which knocked it down to three and a half because they, I don't know, it was kind of goofy and stupid. Kind of, I think what Joe was saying with uh, with Cobweb, but I do recommend people check it out. So that is the communion girl over on Shutter. Nice. Cool. Trivia. All right. Quarter number three is myself, Todd and Lee with 15. Joe, second place, 10. Steve, third place, eight. Any man's game. We got plenty of time left. Who would like to lead off today? I'll lead us off. Oh, shit. In honor of back to school week. Oh, I have all school themed horror trivia this oh. week. So interesting. There interesting. you go. There's a lot in horror. So, the faculty. Yes. <laughs> Three points. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So first question in scream. Sydney says that Woodsboro during the enforced enforced curfew reminds her of this horror movie. Um ooh, the crazies. Incorrect. Fucking Sydney. <laughs> After Steve, I'll try to paint the picture scene picture a little bit oh, better. Okay. Maybe it'll help you. Uh Black Christmas. I have no idea. Incorrect. So if you recall, in the original scream, it is Sydney, Tatum, and Dewey. They get out of the police car, and everyone's kind of running to their oh, town. I, I know Sydney what you says, did last summer. No, and Sydney looks around. She says, "Wow, look at this place! It reminds me of." Is the uh, horror film extremely well known? Yes. Okay. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Incorrect. Sydney <sighs> says, Sydney. "Wow, look at the, look at this place! It reminds me of the town that dreaded sundown." Damn. Yeah, nice. I don't remember that at all. That's a good that's, that's a cool. good question. I, I like Cindy even better now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got a Blu-ray for you. Oh yeah. When a young man uses the chemical to bring his girlfriend back to life after a motorcycle accident, she is driven to eat the only thing that will nourish her. Human. She tries to stop her own feeding frenzy, but a chain reaction has already begun. I'll leave it there. The motorcycle accident's throwing me off. I me don't... too. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Interesting. Can you insert a year? Do you have a year? Um, let's go with uh, or even a da, decade. Da, 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 da. the nineties. <laughs> the nineties. Yeah. It is a sequel. Oh. Return of the Living Dead part three. Correct. Oh, Pull that yeah. out of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> As you were saying it, I remembered exactly what you're yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. And it's a really cool title by Vestron. Hmm, nice. All right. My first category, as always, guess the movie based off the IMDb mm. parental guide. And like Joe, these are all school-related movies. So also keeping it to the back to school. So there's a hint already. Sex and nudity. Mm -hmm. Teenagers get sexually excited often. 
a high school boy tells his peers about how he masturbates to a school girl. Oh. <laughs> what what is Todd's childhood? <laughs> right. Uh violence and gore. Not weird. <laughs> right. A boy flies into a rage and attacks two other boys. The violence is especially gruesome when the boy rips out a nose ring from one of their noses and blood is seen gushing <sighs> from the young man's nose as a result. I I can picture this. I can picture this scene, but I can't think of All it. Right. Profanity. Numerous profanities throughout, including damn, hell, shit, 15 fucks, and bitch. Not too helping there. (laughs) Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Several instances of underage smoking and drinking, which isn't a ton of help either. But this is the one. Frightening, Frightening and intense scenes. The perfect society could frighten some viewers. Perfect society? Friends mm-hmm. viewers, man. Um, that one's not ringing a bell. It's not the perfect society. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Disturbing that's behavior. That, that's correct. I was gonna say that's a theme. That's a theme of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, faculty I reminds seen, me a seen lot it of it forever. Yeah. All right, back to me. Yep. yep. Okay, I'm gonna give you a bunch of details of the movie. Tell me this uh, if you can guess it and remember the theme. Mm-hmm. This movie was released in 2009 with an R rating. It clocks in at a nice one hour and 24 minutes. Perfect. Yeah, seriously. Not what I was thinking already. <laughs> <laughs> the tagline of this movie is You don't have to die to go to hell. I'm gonna go Halloween. Incorrect. What was the re- what was the first detail again? Sorry, the release date. Was that two thousand nine. Okay. 2009. Rated R. One hour twenty four minutes. The director, Sean Byrne, also the writer. Cast: Xavier Samuel as Brent, Robin McLeavy as Princess, John Brumpton as Daddy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank here. I'll, I'll, I'll pass, Steve, if you want to take another shot. No, at I, I have no idea right now. <laughs> was, that all, was that all of it? That's, yes, I can I can try to give you more if you would like. Okay, go for <laughs> it. Okay. Let me, let me do what Steve just did and see if I can pull up a parental guide here. <laughs> I'll give you the fright, frightening and intense scenes. All right. There are two sex scenes in the movie. Not particularly graphic, but definitely sex. (laughs) A teenage boy and a teenage girl have sex in a car. You can see her bare breasts. He kisses them. The girl goes down on the boy while another girl watches from the outside. Um, That was Jennifer's body. The loved ones. Yes. Oh, is it? You are correct, Todd. There's the loved ones. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, man. That's when we we definitely have to watch. It was on the top of the... Top of the decade for sure. That was a great it's movie. It's a great movie. You should definitely watch it, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it, on, put it on my list. Absolutely. It's on Tubi, at least in the U.S. Am Actually, I, I, own a, I own a French TV. enough? Is my heart too broken? <laughs> All right. Tagline. that one too. Tagline plus the Blu-ray. Okay. Mastermind of death. Moving on to, to the uh, description. Something's twisted in Knob Hollow. 
In the midst of a torrid affair with Loretta, a biker's wife, Lance discovers that the tiny town's weirdest residents, the Stackpool family, have been doing some hideous human experiments in the bowels of their basement. Lance blackmails Myron Stackpool and his physically controlling siblings into murdering Loretta's husband. But Lance soon finds that he's way in over his head. John Merrim and his creepy clan in their dysfunctional, disfigured den of demented decadence. Is it for... head, of, head of the family? You are correct. Nice. Damn, I didn't think anyone was good. <laughs> I'm a full moon expert, Todd. <laughs> Look at that little creepy fucker. Yeah, I know. Nice. He, he is fucking sick in that movie, it's too. Weird. It's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Guess the movie based off the Did You Know section of IMDb. But I'm going to go backwards because they get, you know, easier, I think, uh, this way. Right. Soundtracks. Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by The Platters. He's um, rare. Nope. Night of the Creeps. Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah, Thank you. They just announced a, speaking of high school horror, uh, they just announced a Night of the Demons marathon at my local Oof. cinema they're part playing Dude. part part one two and three so nice. i think i'm gonna attend yeah that's awesome i think so yeah, yeah. at the end oh. of the, at the end of this month you definitely gotta do that speaking of um now the demons scream factory is doing one two and three on blu-ray which i believe three nice. is hard to find still so if yeah. you need it yeah. grab it which i grab yeah. them all. i like all i like all three too i think oh, all three yeah, are pretty too. solid movies yeah and you get posters and all that crap too if you buy the certain edition hell yes nice. They're also NECA's releasing a Halloween three Doctor Chalice figure too for those Ooh, that may be interested. It's like gonna be that. limited edition. Yeah. Okay. So three letterbox reviews. Guess the movie, and remember the theme. Okay. Am I supposed to feel sorry for these annoying ass bitches? Because I sure as shit don't. <laughs> Ma- Matilda took a dark turn. Carrie. Correct. No, Matilda. Telekinesis. Oh. Correct. You said correct. I said correct. I said correct. Oh, I thought. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, did, I think I think I, I think I did start to say incorrect. You, you thought it was Firestarter. And then I, uh, I thought I got wrong, but I'm right. The last see. hint. The last hint was good for her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carrie did nothing wrong. <laughs> no. I remember watching that movie when I was a young young man. The opening scene with the sure. ladies in the oh, shower. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, Blu-ray. When a group of cannibal savages kidnap settlers from the small town of Bright Hope, an unlikely team of gunslingers led by Sheriff Franklin Hunt oh, I sets know. out it's, to um, uh, Bonehawk Tomahawk. Oh my god, got it. Yeah, Bone Tomahawk. Tomahawk. It's a good movie, man. Great movie. Russell at his peak. That's a treasure. So the, my last one is guess the movie off the IMDb trivia. So it's just trivia, okay. and don't don't forget it's all school themed. Okay. In un, unadjusted dollars, this is the eighth all time highest grossing slasher movie. Very nice. The estimated budget for the film is thirty five million dollars, making it the most expensive. Uh, film in this franchise. It's a lot of money for a session. Halloween H2O. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. The body count is six. The Ooh, victims slow. are Dean, Chris, Jesse, 
Marcus, Fred, and Gwen. The promotional material for this movie was shipped with the title Back Scratch. And finally, the school board president of one of the two high schools the movie was filmed at allowed the movie to be filmed there under the condition no death scenes were being filmed inside the school. Hmm. Do we, what was the, what was the, did you give a year? I'm sorry. I did not. No. 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 It's sometime in the 2000s. Is it Cry Wolf? Wrong. No. It sounds like it's a, uh, the eighth highest grossing slasher yeah. film of all time. Of all time. I mean, it's going to be, be a 30, $35 million budget. So. Yeah. That's right? Fre- Freddy versus Jason? Wrong. Is it, a film that it was filmed in two high schools. It's yeah. back to school in the 2000s. Expensive as fuck. I'm thinking it's a Friday 13th or. Uh, I think it's one. Well, Friday not Friday 13th. 13th. Remake I'm thinking. Have I'm, a school right. <laughs> no. Is it yeah. a Nightmare on Elm Street be. remake? Correct. Yeah. Oh, so nice. The body count Dean, Chris, Good Jesse, one. Marcus, Fred, and Gwen. Fred is also known as Freddy, who uh. is seen throughout the movie and has been dead the entire time. <laughs> Very nice. And Backscratch right. was also the big other hint. That movie did make a lot of money, huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it made a ton. I mean, everyone wanted to see it. <laughs> and it's, as we discussed, underrated. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just not. It's, 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 it's not rated. It's it's not terrible. No, yeah, it's not. It's not terrible, but I don't know if I'd call it underrated either. <laughs> All right, it's better than Part Six and New Nightmare. Let's go. Let's fight. I would disagree on that. I think it's definitely better <laughs> than Part Five and Part Six, though. Okay. See, underrated. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. It's better four... than dog, pure dog shit, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Myself, four points. Steve and Joe each with two, which brings me to 19 with my lead. Uh, Joe still in oh. second, 12. Steve with 10. Let's go. The faculty. Who um who brought this up? The faculty for us to talk about. I did. This was my my pick week, but Stephen Todd definitely helped a little bit because I couldn't think of anything. So I kind of was like, "What's a good back to school movie?" Because everyone's heading back to school right now. So yeah, I uh, once this name got thrown out, I was like, "Absolutely!" I think this would be a fun one to discuss and one I hadn't watched in a while, so I was excited to rewatch it. Cool. All right, The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez, came out in 1998. Take me to your teacher. Nice little tagline there. When some very creepy things start happening around school, the kids at Harrington High make a chilling discovery that confirms their worst suspicions. Their teachers really are from another planet. Okay, so we start off, we're, we're playing football, high school football. We got Robert Patrick, plays, you know, Terminator 2 fame, high school football coach. We got the lead jock, quarterback, star player. He's out there on the field. Robert Patrick's a fucking hard ass, and that comes back to play a little bit later. And then we kind of cut to later that evening, and... They have her in the, they're having a staff meeting with the principal and the teachers, and they you know want more money, blah, blah, blah. Principal's like, no, you can't have fucking more money. And then the teachers start going crazy because Robert Patrick was attacked on the field after football practice, and now he leads an assault against the principal. And right before she gets away, uh, she's going to get away, another teacher that came under some kind of spell or possession or takeover, whatever you want to call it, is in on it too. So now we're introduced to our cast of characters after that principal is attacked in the school. We don't know what's going on. So when we see our cast of characters, the teachers are all walking around like normal, but just a little bit different. Robert Patrick is kind of nice now. The lead star quarterback is kind of 
having a little fucking emo fit about, I don't want to be good at sports anymore. I just want to be normal. So he quits the team thinking Robert Patrick's going to yell at him. He just says, all right, whatever. You're good. So he's like, something's wrong with our teachers. We have Josh Hartnett, who's a fucking overly privileged piece of shit that drives a nice car and he fucking fishtails, burns out through the fucking school parking lot, which I hate him for. And then he parks in like four spots across him. He's a piece of shit. He's also a drug dealer and his parents are in Europe. So he's got privilege and he's a piece of shit. Uh, We have the uh, school reporter. She's a student there too, which I hate. And we'll talk about why we have Elijah Wood who plays like the nerd. And we have another, uh, I mean, you got a bunch of people in here that are like famous faces now, which is really refreshing to see. But long story short, stuff starts going kind of weird. They witness someone be one of the teachers, actual Sama Hayek, the nurse being attacked. Um, no one believes them. So they take it upon themselves to try to, you know, essentially figure out what's happening and defend the school and, and kill off whatever is invading the teachers. Um, saw this a long time ago. This is pretty much a fresh watch. I knew some of the story beats and remembered like, oh, I think like there's some drugs and I think someone fakes taking drugs and that's revealed later and things like that. But overall, it's pretty much a fresh watch for me. Um, I do have a lot of issues with it. I think it's pretty dumb in, in aspects and it's got like this really generic score to it, which I don't like as far as like action scenes and things like that. It was just like someone picked out a score from Google and put it on there. But overall, it's still entertaining, but not as highly regarded as I thought it was. Yeah, so I I watched this movie a lot growing up, so I have, like, a ton of nostalgia for it. It, like, hit me right at the right time. You know, I was, like, 12 when it finally came out on VHS, so, like, I just remember, like, absolutely loving this movie. So I was excited to, to go back and watch it now. The first thing I think that was really striking was all of the cameos and actors in this movie. I mean, you know... Hello, High School Horror. You got Piper Laurie in here as uh, Mrs. Olsen. You have Selma Hayek. You have fucking uh, I Eat Pieces of Shit for Breakfast, the dude from Happy Gilmore in here as well. (laughs) Shira Gavin. Yeah, I mean, uh, Famke uh, Jansen as well. Jon Stewart fucking usher i mean the list goes on and on i mean plus elijah wood who goes on to be you know frodo baggins so yeah i mean i i gotta say i think this movie holds up like really well actually for me anyway and i don't know if it's nostalgia or what it is but i just yeah i don't just the the cast is i just really love the cast here i think all of the characters sort of come together and i just love like all of the sort of Uh, high school kids like sort of like all from different sort of walks of life just sort of banding together i really like that aspect i thought all like sort of the mystery behind the teachers and stuff was really cool and for a movie that's not like overly gory or anything like it held my attention like for the good majority of the runtime i think they keep the mystery like pretty interesting yeah so with the tension like there's a lot of tension in this and where it like i feel like really stands out for me is zeke's sort of drug laboratory scene i think i i absolutely love that scene um i think sort of the sort of tension in that whole scene just trying to like who is the alien and who's not which is great i think throughout the entire movie but i think that scene in particular i really love but there i mean there's many memorable scenes in this for me as well also the scene with you know john stewart where they sort of attack him uh i love that scene as well but overall i i think it still holds up for me i do think i wish the queen alien 
was a little cooler looking, but I do appreciate that they went mainly practical with that, especially towards the end, which I thought looked kind of cool. But yeah, overall, I really dig it. So I hadn't seen this since uh, close to its release, probably when it came out on DVD or VHS. I don't remember. So it's, yeah, like Todd, it was almost a fresh watch, except I remember certain things. It was really cool though to see all the actors that, you know, I got to know over the years since this release or since I first saw it. You know, you guys mentioned a few of them. Some of them that stood out to me was uh, Sean Hattesey, plays Stan. He's one of the main characters in the show I watched called Animal Kingdom. He plays Pope, which was really cool. Uh, Jordana Brewster, of course, uh, in the Fast and Furious franchise. So that's pretty awesome to see kind of these actors. Um, they got famous later on. And I, I enjoy this film. You know, it's I don't have the nostalgia that Joe has for it. So I'm probably a little bit more critical on it. I might be like somewhere in between your opinions, but I had a good time watching it. You know, I was never really bored. I was interested in seeing what was going on. Uh, Of course, I have some issues with it that I'm like, okay, that's really weird. Uh, There's some 90s tropes in here. Fucking the hair, you know, for example, uh, Josh Hartnett's hair, absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what he was thinking. And I have like some notes about just random shit. Like when's the last time you saw soap on a rope? I don't know if that's like I in Canada, we don't have those anymore. Yeah, maybe right. Like, <laughs> I've never seen one, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, but, but they they appear in movies all the time, like, especially around the nineties. So I guess it was a thing. Yeah, and I had fun. So that's really kind of my main takeaway with this. And I do find the characters a bit dumb at times. There are a lot of convenient scenes in this as well, like how they come in and out of being drugged like so quickly that that is not how drugs work or alcohol or anything. You don't just fucking snap out of it out of nowhere. Like you stay you can't pee in a gas tank and fill it up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You can, you can then <laughs> pee in a gas tank. It's uh yeah. So the, I have issues, but it's a good one. And I can't wait to discuss kind of the kind of bigger points in this one. You know, who wasn't cool seeing in this movie, Danny, the rapist Masterson. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, boy, they got to cut this guy out somehow. Yeah. Um, but I have a note here, like, what a piece of shit high school this is. Like, literally, like, falling apart. Put a put a spackle of paint on the wall for me. I don't know. But um, I, I love Robert Patrick, and I think he's great and everything. And he's excellent in this movie. Like, he plays a high school football coach down to the fucking T. Like, he had to have shadowed somebody because he's like, holy, get the fuck off my film. Like, holy shit. Like, he's amazing. I have a question. Coach and the principal have fucked before, right? Definitely. Because he walked there was in her definitely, office and gave, those, gave her those right. eyes. There was definitely some weird, like, tension there. Like, you know, and she, like, wasn't, she didn't feel, like, overly threatened, you know? Like, when he was right up on her. Like, it feels like something she's used to. So there might have been something. There might have been something, yeah at one point or the other there but that's a cool scene in general there where he's like attacking her i thought that was really cool. that was a really fun little scene it starts there. starts off very strong but i cannot stress enough how much i hate josh hartnett in this <laughs> and it's the same haircut he had in h2o mm-hmm. and like did this like do people really fall for this back like everyone every woman thought he was the man right i just don't get it like the stringy ass hair, the stupid like I'm gonna tilt my head forward and like half smile. Not to mention the the weird sexual grooming with the teacher. If that was a woman student and that was a man teacher, it people would be fucking outraged. But since it's a guy, like he, I don't know, he's winking at her in the fucking stands. It's weird, man. 
Yeah, but didn't we all know, or like, like someone similar to that? Maybe it was exaggerated in this movie, but there's someone like that in like every high school, right? Like the douchebag who fucking comes and fishtails around the park. I mean, I definitely had a kid in high school that did that. Like, would be like the asshole with a fucking loud car that would fishtail in the parking lot and shit. It wasn't me. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, wasn't. it was Steve with that that song from the 2000s. Just blessed. definitely Steve. Yeah, yeah. I could see Steve doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was one of the only four people in my high school that drove to school so in my uh, graduating year. So, You're not yeah. getting away with anything with just four cars there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, yeah, it's, I, I didn't like Josh Hardin's character in this. It just seemed too convenient, too. Like, he's both dumb, but also the smartest guy ever. And his lab was way too elaborate for someone like, like is he fucking Spider-Man? Ultra white, dude. <laughs> you know, like, it just, it didn't. I don't know, it just didn't mesh with me. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of things like that in this whole thing that uh, I didn't like. Although I did like Elijah Wood's character. I thought he was fun. I love when fucking Shooter McGavin finds his porn stash. That was so <laughs> fucking funny. My, my note, they took Frodo's porn away. <laughs> yeah. Come on, on, on under the uh, the mattress. That's so amateur. Like, <laughs> yeah. Guys, obviously, uh, not never Where'd been you guys hired your porn at? between my wrestling magazine so i i had a, <laughs> I had a subscription to uh you to stone Raw and WWE and Roddy magazine. <laughs> and I, i'd like slip it inside the magazine that's so, so my stack was just wrestling magazines but yeah that's pretty good i, I like that i think i i think i definitely did the in between the matches thing i i think i definitely did that at one point or the other <laughs> I, I uh put them under like xbox games but it was Love quickly it. found yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did th- actually. I did do that with some of like the the porn DVDs. I'd put them in like Xbox game like yeah. things, like under the Xbox game though. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah like for next- sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the good old days. Yeah, now it's just all <laughs> online. You guys have no idea yep. how hard it was. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta say too, Jordana Brewster. I fucking hate her too. Like, no high school paper is that important. I don't give a shit what high school. Yeah, you're but at. She's every like she's every- fucking scream whatever gale weathers here shut up yeah but every person who is like the editor-in-chief of a school newspaper thinks it's the most fucking important thing and you're right i, you're right. I still hate you her. know <laughs> yeah her character's and her, interesting sorry, and her stupid fucking disguise She's what the glasses? glasses. <laughs> she's like Clark, Clark Kent. Kent too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden she's like really ugly or something like oh yeah, like, God, no, glasses on like, yeah. what are you talking right. about <laughs> But what'd you guys think of that that scene? I guess like, did you? I never. I think they do a really good job of disguising, like who's in, like especially with the teenagers. Obviously, like you know all the teachers and stuff. But like, did you ever have an inkling that Delilah was sort of the alien when we get to that sort of? I mean, they, they, they have that clue moment, right, where they give everyone's motivations as to why they could be the one. Um, mm-hmm. I. I you know, I remembered a little bit who it was. Like so maybe that is why I knew. But I had a feeling it would be her because she had just showed up to school like conveniently. She exactly. had the glasses. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. But I don't know. That could also be because I remembered like deep in my mind that that's who it was. But yeah, other than that, though, it's not overly obvious who it is. Yeah, I liked how when they showed her fake out, she spills all the drugs and no one noticed it. Oh yeah, really right. Dumped out the entire pen. I was surprised you yeah. like. Yeah, I'm surprised you talk, like that scene a lot, Joe, because it pretty much mirrors the um the thing. Just it does. Know, not as, yeah, not as good. It does, and maybe that's why I did like it. And I think that's obviously Robert Urig is definitely borrowing from a lot of movies. This came out actually 
exact like just a few months after from dust till dawn which is like one of his masterpieces so it's interesting that he it's interesting that he would go from dust till dawn to this but this is also written by kevin williamson so shout out scream and whatnot and i think you can definitely see some of the sort of ideas sort of borrowed from all the horror movies and stuff like that in this but yeah so you get the delilah scene and then you get the big big reveal of who is the queen alien did you guys ever have do you think mary beth was like a good sort of like sort of reveal i guess she's the only one right because she is sort of the new girl and whatnot but i think they it's a good red herring sort of where it's, you know she does do the dump out with the drugs so it's kind of they do a good job of sort of disguising it but when once we get to that reveal were you guys like surprised i liked her reveal reveal oh yes. Locker room. <laughs> I, yes i felt i felt a little like disappointed because uh you okay. know it was covered with pasties <laughs> it, it just it was like oh come really come on not my, blu- not my blu-ray oh really i, I watched it so. on, uh on Amazon, I, 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 I doubt so. they filmed it twice but yeah, yeah right there's some weird edit i don't know uh, maybe i don't know anyway so yeah I, it was a cool reveal no i didn't see it coming other than i knew what it was before you know so that was a good reveal what did you think of her look? Did you like the Queen Alien look, or do you think they could have did something cooler? I liked it. It was unique. You know, it was a, it was different. It felt like a video game queen. Like when you uh, you get to the end boss of a video game, like something like Metroid or something. I really liked that look. Actually, I liked a lot of the looks. You know, if we go to the horror part of this movie, I liked the creepy old lady in the shower, uh, the mm. body that's in the the closet there that is a big plot point. Uh, when it got to the horror stuff, I, I really enjoyed it. Even the melting scenes, I thought were really rad. Like when John mm-hmm. Stewart, who somehow survived, which anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. His melting scene was was really awesome. So, so can the aliens repair human bodies? It seems like got her head cut off. Right. Yeah. Like right. Like that. <laughs> Right, that is like the weird, I guess, sort of thing in this movie is like, okay, like once you kill the queen, like everyone just miraculously like comes back to life. Like, I don't know how that works. Like, you it's, know, uh, like the, I, it doesn't make find? it's yeah, very, very convenient, very convenient, <laughs> very yeah, yeah. I just thought that was funny. She had a scarf covering her severed head, and then I, you know, I didn't like the, I didn't like the overly sappy ending with like everyone, like. Everyone finding love. Gets, Everyone yeah, gets the reporter, <laughs> the hot chick, you know, and the jock gets the the emo girl. It's like, come on, who's not emo anymore? Like I hate, I always hate <laughs> she, that. She like, took her black mascara off. Yeah, it's so dumb. And then with the teacher too, with Josh Hartnett, like that's every, fucking weird, man. Everyone needed a fucking like love it's story. It's like bullshit. Yeah, it's it's super weird. And he got held back, right? Once, so I think that's why they're trying to make it not weird. I think I yeah. think that's the whole reason they put that in there. Well, he's he's still inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, he's still high school. So weird. Yeah, still that teacher would still get in some trouble. I think for that one. <laughs> I like that uh, in the movie. One of their theories is that movies made aliens. So they're talking about like Steven Spielberg uh, having been an alien and stuff like that. I thought that was hilarious. That would have been cool if it was turned out to be true <laughs> what do you like uh i guess what are your i know like todd you're probably the weakest on this like what is your like i guess what would be like what's your like biggest gripe would you say like with the movie i just i guess our two lead characters or leadish characters i don't like josh harnett at all um not the actor the character 
Um, Jordana Brewster's character is stupid. And it's just like all a little bit too convenient, a little bit too nicely put together. It's like there's no real stakes and no one really dies except, well, all the teachers come back then, right? So no one dies except yeah, maybe everyone. How do they, how do they explain <laughs> killing a homeboy with the eye and burning him? They don't like they don't explain it. Everyone, everyone just reappears at the end, which like, sure, other movies have done it before. But it's like, OK, like these aliens take over the host bodies. And you would think if you're get fucking melted, like how like, oh, like, you know, everyone's just it's like it was like a, all a dream. So sort of. it's like a dream hmm. sequence thing. You know what I mean? Where like everyone's just alive again. Like, you I, know, I it's kind of like night, kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Like the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street, like everyone's just alive again, like after Freddy is defeated sort of but like or is that just a dream sequence yeah, that, right. that yeah, whole just... right like that whole thing is like really weird that whole ending of the original light run on street too but yeah like that i would i do agree like that the ending is very convenient that they're able to sort of bring everyone back like it's it is kind of silly now that i sort of think about it yeah i i think i think the aliens should have won in this one and oh. turned out like kind of like the vision body snatchers where humans don't win i think that'd be really mm. cool to have not a happy ending for everybody everyone gets fucked i mean cool i think you do it like today you probably could get an ending like that but the 90s was just so like sort of not about that you know and this movie is obviously very 90s but i think as far as like 90s sort of teen horror this is definitely one of the better ones if you if you look back at like all the other bullshit that came out of the 90s i think this one actually has a pretty fun sort of not unique plot but they they tried they did some different things with it i think that not everyone else was doing. And I think that's probably because Robert Rodriguez was attached to it is why it is as good as it was in the hands of a different director. I think this movie really could have been like very forgettable and dog shit, but with him at the helm, I think it definitely elevated this movie and the cast obviously too. I mean, it's just a, a fantastic cast as well here. What the fuck were they sniffing though? It was like just ca pure caffeine. caffeine. Well, you like, said caffeine pills <laughs> and, um, Household other items. households so yeah, yeah who knows? pixie sticks like we all did when we were kids <laughs> yeah now, i actually wonder um how many fucking side hustles he has because he's selling <laughs> like condoms he's selling uh fake porn yeah because like, nev never went nev and jennifer love hewitt, hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in the same movie not at that time yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just what a weird fucking like what the hell like what's he running is he like red from shawshank redemption like he just has access to everything that that he needs it's it's weird yeah. Oh, and I uh, two more notes. These I don't. These are minor. These, this is like Todd Gripes. I don't know why uh, they came to, to <laughs> Todd Gripes. Yeah. <laughs> the character's uh, button wasn't right. <laughs> two two Todd Gripes I had. Number I one subset. We need to have a subsection for Todd Gripes. Todd Gripes. Uh, <laughs> why the fuck are they shooting off fireworks in the middle of the football game as they're playing? Like it's not a touchdown or anything. It's just like a tackle and fucking fireworks are just going off for absolutely no reason. You know that that. That's a top it, it looked right cool there. for the, for the <laughs> it camera. That's pretty it much made it. no sense at all. <laughs> and no. the other top gripe I have is when Stan turns into an alien, he puts on the football uniform to join the team. Why? <laughs> like, he, so he actually. That's falls. how you know he's. That's how you know he's officially know, an alien. So fucking dumb. <laughs> he wants to fall. <laughs> yeah. So those are my two top gripes for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know. You know what I do appreciate this movie though. Like. Uh, like having a actor like Usher, he wasn't in it a lot, which was I was thankful for because 
usually the when you go from musician to actor is not that not the greatest. He, he so was barely that. known at that time though. It's his first oh, acting really? role. Yeah, yeah. It's just his like is he an actor usher. now? Like actor actor? Uh no, he's like a producer, I think, for uh, and we have him to blame for Justin Bieber, right? So damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Grape, I like it. <laughs> yeah, being a new segment to, to our <laughs> That's show. That's not how you cook eggs. <laughs> right. <laughs> What was that one with uh, Dead Snow, where it's like something about a porta potty, and you didn't? Oh, like well, that that's valid though, man, because he he's taking a shit, and then the girl comes in as he's taking a shit, and she starts riding him. So that's gross. <laughs> that's, that's valid. Well, they're all valid. It's just you know, they're funny because <laughs> they're not important to the plot at all. It's just here. Here's my other question: in the football scene, right? Like, which was actually a pretty fun scene. Like, where the fuck are they getting these? Are they, like, pulling them out of their own bodies when they're putting the, like, things, those they're creature things, into the, into the football <laughs> players of the opposing team? Which I thought was kind of cool to show, like, how they're turning them. But, like, where the fuck are they getting these little well, fucking you, you see them, like, from... come out of their face, like, almost like spikes. Right. Assuming there are multiple. Because when you see uh, Jordan Brunster's character and she takes the stuff, you see, like, a ton of them in her face. Right. So I'm assuming there's a bunch of them and they just pull them out and... Just pulling them out, huh? Yeah, right. yeah. I'm dropping in. I did. I did love the scene though, where they're just wrecking the other team because they have like <laughs> they kind of have super strength now, but it's not really like dived into that well. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. The I yeah, and the scene that John with John Stewart where they like you know they find it and then they put it into the water. I thought that was really fun too, like how it like fucking like became two and shit and. Then we get the close-up of him biting it. You know? Why? Why did he want to touch it so bad? It's so weird. Right? Like... He was. He was like. Did he say like he wants to check its prostate too? I'm like, really? Yeah, is that yeah, necessary? Yeah. I, think that a, <laughs> I think that was a joke with the, the glove, though. <laughs> I was like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, that was just a rubber glove. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess I missed that. But like, yeah. What? Like, what the fuck? You don't know what this thing is, but you want to put your hand in there to touch it? Like, you're just asking for trouble, man. Did you guys notice his disappointment where when Josh Hartnett like shoved him aside to get on the the what is that fucking the lab equipment thing i forget what it's called but the microscope <laughs> there you go he pushes him aside and his face is just like yeah. one of like and he then, just got punked by a student yeah and then josh hartnett's like a scientist all of a sudden he's saying all this like fancy mumbo jumbo and shit he steals shit yeah. from the high school lab just like walter white does he cooks in his fucking little i, I hate him it's fucking the worst man do you think it's a connecting universe though Josh Hartnett is the same character and faculty that he is in H2O because he's a little piece of shit and he goes to like a private school. Transferred schools because he's got too much PTSD. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's connect it. Love it. (laughs) All right. We're rating this sucker. It is the same haircut. All right. I'll start us off. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I got a lot of nostalgia for this movie, so I'm probably coming in higher than it probably deserves, but I still think it's a good movie regardless of, of that. Um, I think it's a really fun time. One of the better sci-fi horror movies to come out of the nineties for sure. And I think it's a great alien movie in general. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. All right. I'm a little bit lower and I shit on it a lot, but I still think it's a fun movie. One of the better nineties slashes for sure. Nineties horror in general, actually. And I'm a three out of five. Yes, once again, in the butthole of the uh, of opinions here. Uh, I'm a three and a half out of five. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think it's one of the best movies, but I enjoyed uh, the experience anyway, and I was happy to finally revisit it because I've been wanting to revisit it for a while. We, we mentioned it once in a while on the podcast, so it's been on my list, and I was glad to finally kind of do the episode. A butthole Very nice. opinions? <laughs> like in the <laughs> middle? In the middle, <laughs> yeah. Between the two cheeks, yeah. <laughs> 
Love you it. gotta put that on a shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure that would sell well. We'll do it. Yes, we'll do it. We'll like just be like the butthole of opinions, and it'll be like two cheeks <laughs> spread. It'll be Steve's face in the middle. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I buy one. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to be it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed our view of the faculty. Next week, we are going to be checking out 28 Days Later, which was Todd's pick. Uh, In the meantime, you can keep up with the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threads. Just search the Horror Squad podcast. You can also email us anytime, thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com. But, of course, as you know, the absolute best way to keep up with the podcast is our Discord all you got to do is send us a DM through any of our socials or email, and we will send you a link to join the Discord. Completely free to join. We got everything over there. We got Movie Club. We got Gaming Club as well now. I just got Fantasy got Football. In- yes. Fantasy Football. That's right. We got Fantasy Football League now. But yeah, I just acquired – well, I acquired an Xbox. I haven't set it up yet, but I am going to be jumping in on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre gaming as well very soon, so I'm very excited for that. But uh, yeah, so jump in on the Discord. It is a great community over there. You got to do it, folks. You can also buy merch if you would like to support the podcast, tpublic.com. Just search the Horror Squad podcast over on there, and you can pick up some merch. Hopefully, we'll have some new merch coming soon, possibly for our event. Also, ladies and gentlemen, October 20th through the 22nd, Salem, Massachusetts. It is going to be a great time. Full details coming extremely soon. I actually have a Zoom meeting immediately after this episode so hopefully we can release details on that very very soon just keep an eye on our socials for that or our discord of course we've already given some hints over on the discord for that event but save those dates also save the dates june of next year i can't remember the dates right now but june of next year i believe oops the seventh i think june okay june the weekend of june 7th i think 5th through the 7th we are going to be hitting up monroeville mall in pennsylvania living dead weekend the whole squad is planning to be there for that so june 2020 june 2024 save those dates you can check out living dead weekend hotel blocks already on sale for that so if you want for that we are going to be checking out dawn of the dead filming locations night of living dead filming locations plus there's going to be a con that same weekend so it's going to be a great time so two weekends save those dates it'll be a great time And I think that's about it. So we'll see you guys next week for 28 Days Later. Bye. Bye. See ya. peddling your little wonder dust again? I'm gonna shove my foot so far up your ass, you'll be sucking my toes till graduation.